1: Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Mani, and you are mixing with Mani, probably on the Patreon first, and then this will get released later. But for now, all you wonderful people that have joined me and switched over to the Patreon, I could not thank you enough. So I wanted to make sure I did something so, so special for all of you out there who have joined me on this journey to and from, near and far. So we're going to do a nice year in review. And I could not have anyone else do it with me other than one of the best pop culture, Bravo uh, news breakers Um like it, it's like, a, it's not even enough to just say that she's interested in pop culture or that she reports on it because we also have witnessed her and her partner, Abby in podcasting, of course, make history in pop culture. And we'll get to that in a second, but I have one half of the coolest mom duo in the world. I have Vanessa from Real Moms of Bravo here with me. Thank you for being here. Oh
2: my god, that introduction. I'm like borderline in tears. That it was so nice. Thank Aww. you so much for having me. <laughs> thrilled to be here, thrilled to Kiki with you and break it all down. So let's yes. go. I'm ready. I'm caffeinated
1: and ready to go baby. Oh my god, same. I have my coffee right here and I am good to go. I have like my barefoot blanket right on top of me. I feel very cozy. Ooh, luxurious, um, honey. Okay, girl. yeah.
2: <laughs> No, I swear I get mine too. Okay, like,
1: <laughs> but I want to be trendy, but like, no. No,
2: but I mean, yeah,
1: Nordstrom rack for
2: your barefoot dreams. Oh <laughs> my god,
1: I love a Nordstrom's rack. First of all, like that should have made it into the year in review. Storm that just kept this, gave us joy during the last like two and a half years of a pandemic, practically. Like, oh god, I love it so much, and and this was. Um, a warm gift from someone. And I am just like, this is the warmest thing. So interesting because it's so thin, but I'm so cozy. I don't understand it. I guess that's how they get the money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, is,
1: it is. It has to be that. Okay. So everyone, we are going to be j- uh, driving, diving, diving in to a year in review. This was a year of a lot of things. There was a lot of Trash men, there were a lot of weddings, there were a lot of breakups, makeups, hookups, there were a lot of cast reveals, there were a lot of spinoff shows, and going through like my Instagram highlights. I don't know how often you do this, Vanessa, because we post so much shit all the time. So it's like hard to go through. And I'm just like, this all happened in one year? Like, yeah, no,
2: it's absurd. Like, it feels like we've had multiple years in one. Yes.
1: Like just to get us started, Louie and Teresa got engaged right before the new year. Oh my God. And they're already married. And they're already married. They're already married. And it's like really weird, creepy man getting engaged at the start of this year. Steve Lodge and his girlfriend, now fiance, they got engaged this year. He's Um, not creepy though. Isn't that creepy? Oh, wait, no, he
2: is. Sorry. I was getting him mixed up with, um, oh my god this is a huge mistake roni steve when you said oh. steve that's where my head went
1: and i was no. like oh my We're god vicky's thirsty huh ex- is he steve gold Day. that's where i got that mix yeah up. that's okay. steve
2: gold love him yeah sorry no but Very yes baby love you steve <laughs> creepy Yeah, steve lodge creepy
1: as fuck steve yes lodge, who's not great and was mean to vicky and i don't even love vicky and i was still like how dare you use her for us like how dare you do this to us No, he's he's a piece of shit. She
2: has such a track record with men.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I have always had the theory that she secretly wants to be like taken care of. And so she uses her, I'm a strong woman who have made money and everything by myself she uses that as like some kind of defense mechanism but she secretly just wants a man who like will hold her and love her and make her feel like a little woman like the other girl like she like she views the other women so she lets these men that have bigger egos and bigger like confidence bravado and all that who are not necessarily financially sound but they she feels like they can be a man to her and for her and that's what she loves but that's also why she keeps getting heartbroken because she needs herself a nice good partner maybe like a little yeah. evil thing.
2: <laughs> I feel like she needs someone else to do the picking for her. <laughs> and I think she's been with this new dude for a year. I know nothing about him, but he looks like another old white
1: dude <laughs> yes. that she's with. Oh.
2: So, I mean, I, hopefully it's going well and her love tank is full, mm-hmm. but I do think like ultimately so her bank account. Yeah. I do think ultimately Vicky, like lover or hater. I think something that's been consistent with her, like you said, is that she's always wanted to be loved. She's yeah. always just like, I think she is a romantic at heart and she is looking for that fairy tale ending. And yeah. however, she gets it.
1: Yes. And speaking of some fairy tale endings from people who want to be loved and have terrible pickers, Tom D'Agostino also got engaged at the beginning of this year, uh, on New Year's Eve, exactly five years after marrying Luann on the same day. I don't think I realized that until
2: you said that, and uh-huh. like I forgot dick. about
1: it, and it was such a scandal to us because we were like, "Wow, you're a piece of shit, huge piece it. of shit."
2: But you know what? I I hope Luann. Like I've never seen her cabaret, but she seems to be more and more in on the joke, which is like my favorite thing about a housewife when they can like laugh with us. Like that's I could it. see her making a shitty song about that. Like she that's should it. capitalize on that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But right. I mean, hopefully she doesn't feel embarrassed anymore. Luanne's biggest downfall is her pride. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> her ego. <laughs> her ego, her pride, which is funny because she's not talented, but like we support her and she takes that as thinking that she is talented. It oh, yeah. actually Always makes me. <laughs> feel like a cringe and go like oh honey whenever I see like Candace on Potomac be so worried that she'll be like looped in with other housewives who like had a couple singles I was like baby even though you just now got your production budget together this year and it shows you are not Doing a Luann Cabaret, a Melissa in her basement recording studio, you know, on display. We're not in the, you're not in the same grouping. No one's going to confuse you with the Zotiac
2: You know what? I will, I will give Lou her flowers for being like the first to take whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. a show on the road. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing, we see in Potomac, like these live shows that these housewives are trying to do. So I give my flowers to Lou for kind of being like the first to capitalize on that. And I feel like pre-pandemic, she kind of started to do that. But anyways, I digress.
1: No, seriously, I am very, it's interesting that we even have a subculture of music that like comes from Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: so weird.
1: Where (laughs) is that category at the Grammys or at the the AMAs or something? like? Oh my God.
2: And if you're watching Miami
1: adriana
2: is having yeah. a single and i'm like yeah. jesus take the fucking wheel women like i mean the only other housewife who i was like okay with having like a later in life like music career was erica jane because i feel like she love her or hate her say what you want about ej i think the woman could pu- entertain and she yeah. you know she not, she's probably not the most talented but i think she's aware in all of that um but everyone else, I'm like, Jesus. Like, she
1: also found an audience that really didn't care about talent. They're, they weren't picky. <laughs> they were there for everything else. And she oh gave God. them everything else. But Money, she you were this. killing me. <laughs> she said it <that's> so, like, <laughs> casually. They don't care because about I talent. Because I just thought that, I mean, listen, her audience is mainly, like, the gays who love a dramatic moment. And Bravo fans. Now, who also love a dramatic moment, and her being in like nude glitter bodysuits and patting her vagine her in presence. front of non sold out crowds, though we're about <laughs> to believe they are, lets us know that we like to look at it, but we're not going to pay for it. So, if we had to choose between Adele or Beyonce and Erica Chain, apparently we're going with people who can sing, but we love watching the moments <laughs> and supporting from afar for our housewives diva queens i mean i love that yeah i have nothing know. to say to that also i made a mistake <laughs> and say you know no one's comparing candace to kim zolciak bearman but it's really just kim zolciak now because there's a breakup for <gasps> you you d- yeah, did you they broke you, kim up Kim and croy are getting a divorce no i don't know that <gasps> they are what yes it was right fresh off of the whole house foreclosure thing
2: wait I don't think I I mean I think because I saw so much speculation between the two of them yeah I didn't realize like things were happening like honestly Kim aside from like her drunken antics and like her lives and like just her being Kim I mean I guess this makes more sense now why she's making a potential appearance on Atlanta but I like totally that slipped through my radar
1: Yeah, no, they are, it's like been rumored for a while. I don't think she herself has confirmed it yet. She did do an interview with Bravo about why Croy, who's unemployed, wasn't at Portia's wedding and why they have been attending things separately. And Mm -hmm. that's upsetting. Um, Also, they lost their house. Yeah, I know. It's been a really really hard (laughs) year for Kim. Um, And I remember when I posted that they were supposedly getting a divorce um, or splitting up allegedly, I was like... I mean that that being homeless will do it to you, you know? And let's not be confused with being unhoused. They have no chronic issue other than they can't afford a lifestyle that they protect like I mean consistently try to chase. No,
2: I mean her skincare, her face tune, it's like out of
0: control. Once is buying that?
2: No, and the fact that the dumpy tardy money stopped. Like that tells you everything about like how she managed her finances. Like, yeah. She was you know again it's a tale's oldest time people who live beyond their means yes and just to yeah, sell this community. facade of money rich and she's not mm-hmm. like she went from being invited to chloe kardashian's baby shower to now like being foreclosed
1: it's so sad but it's the it's the truth like it is the truth <laughs> yes like just manage your money people especially on bravo like Jackson. oh my Disney. god Sad, but you know him pining after HGTV. Like anybody would give him a hammer, you know, <laughs> on comments on people's Instagram posts. Ridiculous. Just, just get a financial advisor. Sell your house, downsize, move on. This is not. It is not an unworthy thing to downsize. It is. No. It is fiscally responsible to be like I don't want to be paying for what I cannot afford, and no, I would go by security. Then I would, like a beautiful home or a big, beautiful home that I can't feel secure in. And then I am very anxious about losing. So
2: no facts. That
1: seems like a responsible adult thing, but what do I know? I just got here. So so some other breakups that happened, Raquel and James, that was a split this year. And so was Tom and Katie. That was a split this year. And then Raquel and Tom, that was a hookup this year. I mean- What is this year?
2: (laughs) I, okay. So it's so funny because all of us, like end of season nine of Vanderpump Rules, we were so fucking done with it. I was like, end the show. Like put, you know, Mm -hmm. put the nail in the coffin. Like it's done. It's so played out. It feels so fake. And then now all this off-screen drama happens. You have Lala and Randall too, who also oh, yeah. broke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that shit storm. So now it's just so fascinating. I was the most shocked by Tom and Katie, um, the Bubba's. Like, I mean, I think everyone- A long time. a, I mean, a long ass time. And I think all of us, like, I think a lot of people, listen, like Tom is much more likable than Katie. Um, Sometimes. I fucking love Tom. I- I, I find wouldn't him to be a call doofus, myself but a lovable yeah. doofus yes I and I, I wouldn't go so far to call me a Tom apologist but he's always been like my favorite Bravo man but I think so many of us because he's a lovable doofus have given him a pass on his behavior uh-huh. and then Katie being you know tequila Katie or just Katie has been so shit on that I'm ready for Katie to finally get kind of some love and respect from the fans like Literally the weight went off her shoulders. The minute she left that man, she looks better than she's ever looked before. She looks lighter and happier. It's like wild. And then Raquel diving into this villain era. It's wild. It's like very fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of here for it. And I would like to see it because I think what happened here is that you had two people kind of um, lean into a persona that, wasn't really who they were. I mean, we know Raquel of being like a verbally accosted by Lala in front of an entire brunch patronage of you know calling being called a Bambi eyed bitch, and now we can never let it go. Um, though, do I think it was wrong? Yes. Do I think about it constantly and refer to it often and perpetuate that saying? Also, yes. It was. Um, awesome. I mean, it was pretty funny. Was very funny. <laughs> 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 she just. I mean, it was also a time where Lala just should not have been filming. So it, that and that's you know pretty apparent, but. Raquel, we were like, oh, victim. And then when they got, when Lala went and apologized to her, so people were like, oh my God, okay. Like we're seeing Raquel have her moment on that season. Then she got engaged to James. I mean, again, Katie and Tom, they probably had a lot of red flags, but for a while, just like Raquel and James, we just thought that she's stopped caring that they weren't in a great place. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so we're not in a quality Loving it wouldn't work for us as a marriage, like the public, but they seem to not give a fuck. So we don't give a fuck. So and we're
2: the, gonna have a good time. And the fact that the breakup was announced during the reunion.
1: Like so I crazy. we cannot
2: forget about that. Like that was crazy.
1: That's so crazy. But now Raquel is leaning into a villain era and she's getting with Tom. And Tom, the lovable Tom, is also leaning into a villain era by dating Raquel. Like it just feels weird.
2: So here's the thing. I know I think Tom and Raquel from what I've talked to a few people regarding this. Yes. I think they did make out at Sheena's wedding. I think that did happen. However, I do kind of believe the rumors and the rumblings of her really leaning into this Tom and Raquel thing like production to like tease up the season. Like I don't think oh, those yeah. two are like we have to hanging out, dating. I mean, no. apparently he's dating someone else that was in their inner circle and like pissed off Katie in the process because yeah, Katie's number one.
0: <laughs> Katie's
2: number one thing was like, listen, like you can date whoever, but don't date anyone in the circle. Yeah, that's tough. And he's already like done that twice. And I, I genuinely think, like for her, I, I do feel like Katie's like moved on in that sense. And yeah, I don't know. It, it would be weird to have your ex of twelve years like dating someone else who's in your friend group like that would be very very weird i would absolutely hate it please
1: don't do that to me Don't oh, i would hate it too i would absolutely ever be like yeah it would be so fucking weird but anyhow so i'm weird.
2: here for it i'm here for raquel leaning in oh and don't forget oliver garcelle's son that's apparently raquel
1: uh-huh yeah for eric don't no one tell um erica <laughs> You know, Um, I strategically left most Erica headlines out of this because we would be here all day. So um, y'all know we lived it. No one forgot about Erica this season, this year. Nobody. We all are very aware of all the shenanigans that Erica has been through um, and how she was not, you know, being honest or forthright with most things and she is deep in her villain bag right now and uh might be one of the reasons why Beverly Hills is on a little bit of a pause, um, which is very shocking to me a franchise that if I never had on my bingo card for eternity that Beverly Hills would ever be like on pause ever. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm curious to see, because they normally would have been filming already. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see when that will um, restart. I want to ask you, though, because I know when we first became friends, you loved Erica. Erica was like your favorite housewife.
1: So good. So So good.
2: I listen, I have a kind of a hot take, and I feel like I sensed it from BravoCon. I think her redemption era is coming. Like, I think she played it up to the fans. I think Erica knows that she needs to check and she needs the fans love. And I think she is coming back.
1: I think she's a person who's not cut out to be a villain like she thought she was. I really don't. I think she, you can't go from being adored and like, and that was her career goal was to be a pop star, be a, door, have a fan base, not necessarily like a aggressively mean cult-like fan It's Like, oh, we're just going to follow her to the grave. Like she wanted people to really like her and appreciate her efforts in the show that she put on. Her now putting on a show of being a villain and being like, I don't care about victims. I care about me, blah, blah, blah. It really turned people off. And I think that that was, Something she thought that she could do, and I don 't think it is, so I think that there's a lot of merit to say that she's in her redemption era. she 's no Rena to me Rena 's a soap opera actress. her like lifestyle is being a villain and not giving a fuck about it. but Erica needs people to like her, especially now, where she has nothing else fueling her ego, no money, no power, no anything else but this little show that $600,000 check that she's getting of like pocket change according to her that I'm like, let me tell you something. I can get on over there right now and I will show my ass and not have anyone thinking that I'm going to get arrested for maybe a third of that. And we could talk, just let me know if she doesn't want it.
2: (laughs) No, but I mean, literally, I mean, at Bravacom, like she broke, like literally my jaw dropped when she mentioned that she thought PK and Dorit, would be the next couple like heading a divorce like I just feel like she, something's coming back like she was working hard for like being in our good graces so I feel like that time is coming like you said and I'm sure we'll get to the done at all but it's just wild to me I mean yes Erica I've been excusing any of her behavior by any means like she's the comments and things as she said has been reprehensible, and she's an asshole for it However, she was never charged for a crime, but yet the public opinion of her versus Jun Shaw is like wildly different to me. So
1: what I think happens here and people, because people bring this up a lot and I had to do a really deep reflection because I'm definitely one of those people that I'm, I think it's because- we knew going into the last two seasons that Jen Shaw's ass is going to get handed to her by the government. It was never a question to us. We watched for the FBI raid. We watched for the arrest. When the Southern District of New York was like, we have her, we were like, oh, well, you don't need us. <laughs> so, but Erica, it's like she's a step removed. And so it's a lot harder because we see Tom is getting everything. And her response to that is, I'm also a victim of Tom. And it's like, okay, let's follow that theory. And she's like, I'm a victim of Tom so much that I have no idea about the money. Okay, now wait a minute. You didn't ask any questions, that doesn't absolve you from not being involved. That's just you being stupid. Like that's just you not thinking long-term, like that's you believing that he was so powerful or whatever, and it will protect you, that he loved you so much that he would make sure you never had to worry. And so whatever sinister thing he was doing, you are just never going to be touched by it. That's a little naive to me. And I don't find her naive. So it's like, you're a victim of him being an asshole. You're a victim of him being a thief, apparently. But you're not a victim. Like, you're not a victimless part of this. Like You, you don't also have a responsibility to, for what happened. You may not have done it. But you damn sure didn't care about it. And you damn sure let that money be spent. And you did not ask any questions. And even if you did, you didn't give a fuck about the answer. So. We're going to have an issue with that. The issue was when we were presented with Jen Shaw being a criminal, it was presented to us like she's a criminal for fact. And we're going to take her down. And we're like, oh, well, we love a good takedown story. But Bravo fans love a task. We love a task. We are people who rally like a mob and we want work to do. So when Erica's like, I had nothing to do with it, we're like, debatable. You
2: know what's funny is I actually am on the camp of her. I, I think she was definitely suspicious of like mm, where's this money coming from. But I think in that relationship, I truly think she took the money and just didn't continue yeah, to poke at questions. Just didn't. She ask saw like sus thing. behavior probably and like things, but just chose not to because he right. Was the power hand, I, I don't know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't think was she was a moneymaker in maker like, the you relationship. Know that
1: victim, that's a really good one we should take from. But I do think that her saying things like, I've never had a bank account or I don't have a bank card. and He always gave me cash when you were a single mother in Atlanta. I don't believe you. So it's like when she webs in lies that we can't believe into truths that we should believe, it makes all of it questionable. Like you're never supposed to like add the lies at the bottom. You're supposed to give the big truths and small lies. You don't say things like I didn't have a bank card ever I mean, in my life. When are you going to put that on a
2: shirt? <laughs> small <laughs> lies. On the- Only
1: lo- lie about the small lies, not the big <laughs> ones. You don't do that. It's like, cause then it's, it makes it easier for us to prove someone wrong. And if there's nothing we're not addicted to, it's freaking receipts. No, it's true. We love a receipt. We love an expose. We love like a, oh, she didn't get back. It's not like we're more obsessed with the fact that she wouldn't give back the diamond earrings than we are that Tom basically stole the diamond earrings. You no, know? that's, that's very, very true. Because and that- she won't admit that sh- they don't belong to her. And we're like, no, we're telling you they don't. Here's the proof. And she's like, no, don't know what you're talking about. And like, okay, so this is why we can't, feel bad for you because you're still not caring about where things come from you're not even asking questions we're giving you the answers you're just like but they're mine now and it's like so you want no? you want to be completely absolved of whatever restitution he's responsible for even though most of the what was spent was on you
2: yeah and like you would immediately anyone with like good conscience would be like i don't want these this is dirty money why would i I want these earrings
1: if i had no idea i'd be like oh my god my entire closet and life and wardrobe came from (laughs) these things and these people i'm oh my god he's awful i'm a victim help me like give it all back but instead she's like selling it all on poshmark to pay for her own lifestyle and her legal bills to get herself absolved from any responsibility, and telling us to our face, she don't give a fuck about anyone but herself. Like at least she's honest. I sure. know. I was
2: gonna say at least she's honest. <laughs> at least she's honest. <laughs> she
1: is. I, I don't know, man. I mean, but also because we'll like we're not watching Shaw on Salt Lake City for like her eventual like demise. We're watching to be like, wow, she is gonna struggle in prison. I mean that filler.
2: I keep thinking I about know. like the filler dissolving. What is
1: she gonna look like? What is she gonna
2: look like? Like, is it many... something thing? Like in a week or two? Yes. How many years do you think she'll get? So she asked for thirty-six months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, <no. then, laughs> and then the stirred the government, the federal government, as asking for ten years. What do yes. you think she's gonna get? I wouldn't I be surprised if it's like five in the middle.
1: I since she's one of the only people being sentenced i think it's like just her and Stu, like who are going to jail jail because everyone else rolled on her if the highest amount that she could get is 10 i think she'll probably do about eight mm. i think she'll or i think she'll get sentenced to the whole thing maybe with opera, like a possibility of parole
2: It's insane
1: why would you let a woman, a woman like that on parole we don't know but where I was like, so Erica playing the stupid spouse who knew nothing and is like kind of just so naive about everything. We didn't believe it because for some reason we charge women to be what much smarter than men. But when Sharif asked the judge, like, please, this has hurt our family. I was like, Oh, you know, you kind of you're you're a little naive, bro I,
2: hey, I
1: was very shocked. I what? was
2: very disappointed in that. And like what? <laughs> I also am like, like, get off with a timeout. You're also like a fucking coach and coaches, depending on, you're no, like, I'm going to butcher a coach name, but one of like a major school, like the head coach of Alabama or like, whatever you're, you are a smaller school. You make a good money for living. Like I would say like upper middle class. Um, but I would not say you're, you could throw like $80,000 parties and whatnot. And like, for you to just kind of be like out of sight, out of mind and so naive to your wife is like beyond me. And I find her more scary than EJ for the fact that oh, she's she continues terror. to lie. At least Erica, we know who she is for all the things you mentioned, money Like, you know, she says she doesn't give a fuck about anyone but herself. And we believe that. Jen continues to lie and lie and lie, and the fact that we're not even going to get a response from her um after reunion
1: is honestly very unsatisfying. um As it really is, I stopped watching because I was like, I don't really care anymore now.
2: Yeah, I mean, and this fucking black eye—no one gives a fuck about that either. No, but yeah.
1: I think it's all a giant distraction from what's really going on, and I think that. Um, to me, I think that Bravo did do a little bit of a ball drop not securing that she'd be able to talk about this. Because the one thing I'll give them is that they made sure Erico did not give a fuck about her attorneys even. She wanted to speak. Whether we liked like what she had to say or not, he was able to ask those questions and she was able to give those answers. And I don't think it was advised. It was probably the most ill-advised thing she could ever do because it did not make her come off as likable at all. But she at least did not shy away Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jen Shaw, we were like, okay, so you're living in a delusional la la land where we're all under the assumption that you're going to go to prison. So we're letting you have this fun time. Now we need to talk about you're going to go to prison, and so and, and and let's talk about why. And she's, you know, I think they should have secured for a fact that she'd be able to talk about it if they were going to just, if they were going to invite her. So her giving that. You know, being given that opportunity to be like, okay, I'll come, but and I want to come and share my side, but I can't talk about this big legal case. Like, okay, so what one side, we're not interested in anything else. Nothing else of importance is going on in your life, other than are you ready to have orange be your new black? Clink, clink,
2: clink, yeah. clink. clink, clink. I, I mean, it's it's honestly wild, and the fact that she showed up to BravoCon and like she is continuing to believe this the lot
1: this lie of that she's even though she wasn't invited. yeah she, she was like heather and tamra it was like wild and tamra is singing like a canary and she's in my hotel room right now using my glam drinking my champagne like i am so glad tamra is back i didn't oh. know i would say this and i am like thank god because this girl is spilling it everywhere and she is sloppy messy and fun I mean, say what
2: you want about Tammy Sue, Tamra. The woman is great TV and it's, Amazing. I mean, it's one of those things. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm glad she's coming back. Yeah. I'm excited. I think she's willing to go there, stir the pot. I also, I just, my only watch out or like, I don't know my gut. I just hope she doesn't self-produce, Um because you know now girl. that she does a you know recap podcast, Housewives, she's looking at things so much more closely and strategically than before. That I just hope that it doesn't come across in her like in her um, own yeah. performance.
1: I'm still like so shocked and like really impressed that she even made her way back on OC because Andy used to be so pissed about their podcast and I was just like baby it's never secrets anymore we all know what's going on and that's why it's fun to listen to but and that brings me to another thing in our year in review like rugged Two was a smash success. Rugged One was great. We did not think, we didn't know that we could top it because it was really good. OGs, real all-stars in one place. It was amazing. But then Rugged Two came along and it was the ex-wives club. And we really leaned into everyone was fired. And we're all trying to get our way back on TV. Like we knew that that was their goal. And it really aided into a lot of people's point and perspective that it was kind of like an audition for like on screen Bravo shows that people could watch live and it worked it I got
2: chills when you said rugged too like
1: wasn't it so good I looked at it like we found out about the cast this year and we saw it also this year and we're talking like heavy cast like a non-pregnant Eva a Phaedra didn't see that happening and I have never been happier about anything in my life because i love me some phaedra vicky and Tamara. like we got to really just dig deep into the idea that Tamara is just so much better off without vicky but she feels such a loyalty because vicky falls apart whenever Tamara's not around um we had some brandy glanville dorinda's on pause behind who needs to stay there we had um jill zarin jill zarin hi oh my god it jill was zarin. So do you know she's like a really good friend? I don't know most people don't watch this show, but like of my unorthodox life. Yeah, like, I do know I that. was like watching it and I was like, is that Jill? Yeah. <laughs> Girl. I mean, I do you. you're think- are friends with real rich people? I mean, debatable now, but-
2: I think Jill needs to lean into the thirstiness of it all. Like, I think if she yeah. does, we'll like- kind of give her more props for it but no it's an amazing cast I do feel bad I do find humor in the fact that season one went to this beautiful resort in like Turks and Caicos I think and then it,
1: it Manor. Manor. <laughs>
2: it's
1: pretty funny but as Dorinda they were like remember you guys are not current wives so we're not going to spend money on you okay look <laughs> you're at
2: Dorinda's Manor which I think the property is beautiful. Like you know, say what you want about Dorinda. Oh, I do think it's beautiful, but it was incredible television. So I good. I really wish and I asked this question at BravoCon on whether or not they would do a reunion because it felt like after that, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because Jill and Dorinda were going at it. Vicky and Dorinda were going at it. Like there was a lot of chatter on social media. <laughs> Taylor and, and
1: Brandy were going at it. In a different yes. Way.
2: <laughs> and now they're back. They're like friends. Um. But anyways, so they said yes. So I feel like with season three, we'll get a reunion of some sort.
1: But see. The problem is, Vanessa, do I want a reunion of season three? Because I'm ill excited about this cast. I could give two fucks. Oh, I'm pumped. I, I'm- I just feel like we fell. Like two was incredible. Anything that has Heather Gay in it, I'm just not there anymore. And it's like my lowest, like Top biller of season two of uh rugged 2 was Eva and she turned it out. I do not have high expectations for most of this cast, other than like maybe Ashley. Like and, and is Candace there? I think candace No, Ashley's not there's oh, so Who is he? Giselle. Giselle. Oh well.
2: It's Giselle, Candace, Portia. Candace, um, I'll give her Portia Alexia. Store. Alexia Marisol.
1: Alexia's I'm here for because she might call someone a Russian prostitute. We don't know. <laughs> Marisol's personality being a cocktail like in a Sonia way but like it's not authentic to me like I'm just not that interested in I don't believe you ever called a drink a cocky in your life oh
2: I believe I it. don't I think it's she's done weird. it since like season one I it's feel like she's always weird.
1: been like her cock <laughs> I don't like it
2: no I'm here but listen I I've seen a preview of it and I think it's gonna be fucking good I think yeah. it's gonna be fun bad I weather, weather is gonna continue.
1: Too. and I was just like oh
2: Wow. Okay. Damn, Monty. Oh
1: I'm sorry. I'm a harsh critic because these days I don't just watch Bravo. Like I'm in the streets again. Like I'm out here, you know, watching yeah. Netflix reality shows. I'm watching like Kim Kardashian and her family be ridiculous. And I really enjoyed the Kardashians this season. I watched Courtney wear the worst dress in history. Would we'll be so proud about it. It flew to Italy like five times to make this dress. And I'm like, that is so crazy because we all hated it. And she put so much work into it. That's crazy. Like I am out here watching people really get called out on things. And so when I see Heather and this, eye,
2: I'm
1: no, like, I' know, you want me to be excited about you later when I can't be excited about you now?
2: I'm, I'm excited. I, I, mean, I think it's like expect the unexpected. I think okay, it's going to be. Wrong, I
1: love that be wrong. I, no, I
2: think it's going to be expect the unexpected. I do feel passionately that Bravo needs to get these shows out faster because yeah there's so much chatter nowadays on social media and some shows are better than others about leaking information or now with the crossovers of it all I just am like y'all need to get this out faster because yeah it it loses its steam a little bit and loses like interest and like when you have two people like Heather and Whitney whose friendship is like and relationship family all of it is falling apart Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a part two of that. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure they're still not like friends, but yeah. I just think anytime there's issues like that as a viewer, I want it closer to real time.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that will pull people into um, Peacock more. Cause you need more than one show to, you know, make people pay that subscription fee. Although it is free if you have like Xfinity. So y'all maybe just switch. I don't know, like devote yourselves to this lifestyle, but, um, Miami was a big pull. I mean, this season is incredible and we got getting Miami back this year was like, oh my god. Now we've had some really good episodes in that from that already. So Rugged is a great pull as well. Um and you know, those are shows that I because they're such a newer chemistry it's so much easier for us to kind of get involved in because otherwise you go on pause like beverly hills like new york now we have two new yorks coming it's the end of an era we have one legacy that we're still unsure who's going to be on there even though if you're going to name it legacy or have like a legacy show there's but a short list that you could put on that show i it's mean we know the, Ramona. it's just a cast from two
2: years ago like no we know ramona's not we know no, Ramona's which not coming I'm fine back. With,
1: but also, then who was a legacy? Like, that's and, what I'm saying. Like, no,
2: but Dorinda, I mean, Dorinda's pretty much going to be there whether you want to see her or not. Yeah. Um, I think Sonia, I think Lou, I think Jill, they've talked a lot about like Kelly Bensamon, which I could oh, personally do without. Yeah. Like, I mean, say what you want about Ramona. Ramona is a vile person, but I would take her over Kelly Ben Simone?
1: I feel like I could not follow Kelly Ben Simone. I have a hot take. I don't think, I think they should leave legacy alone. I just don't think it's ever going to be something that could be agreed upon by most people. People who they cast is going to be either not legacy enough or we're going to think is not enough for who we passed over. But then you you run into a problem of like Ramona, needs to be gone but if you're gonna have a legacy show it makes no sense to have one without Ramona so it's like we can't both reward and punish at the same time it's like putting yeah. everyone in time out and giving them a, a chocolate bar like it just doesn't make sense to me it's like we should just put them all on pause maybe make them do a little you know working and earning for it make them squirm a little like Dorinda let us see a new cast Let's see what happens. And then, boom, that cast is gone in two years and then we just find someone else. Or, I don't know, let's not only have the options of Kelly Ben Simone or Vile. Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not a lot of range there.
2: New York is bigger. We should just- No, there's not out. there's not a lot of range. I will say this, like, yes, New York is a melting pot. It should be a reflection of that. That is like a fault of the show. And I, I do agree with all the criticism regarding that the one thing that legacy has going for it is that these women have genuine friendships amongst each other and have known each other. And I feel like for any housewives or Bravo show, any reality TV show, really when there's genuine relationships, it's much more authentic to us, the viewer.
1: Yes, absolutely. I actually don't really need New York to be the melting pot because what usually isn't is if we're going to focus on the upscale aspect of like upper east and west side Manhattan and all that that really isn't as diverse as the rest of New York so and and they're very out of touch that's kind of the allure Like they're so far removed they don't go you know lower than 100 and whatever street like that's like the thing they don't want to be touched by the Economic diversity that is literally believe- beneath them. So I don't really need to have people of color subjected to that just because we need to fill a quota. Like I'm, su- I'm sick of Bravo trying to fill quotas. And yes, I like representation on TV, but I also like white women being mean to each other. I'm gonna say it. I no, did. I'm with
2: you. I, I feel that. like I, you know, better I, than me. Like- <laughs> I, listen, like I feel like if you're gonna have any sort of uh representation people of color etc like it needs to feel authentic and not like feel like you're just casting a black brown asian whoever person just to because you feel like you need someone like it needs to be someone like because they fit in like I feel like Miami does a beautiful job of that um
1: like it doesn't feel like what they have so much money
2: yeah, but I, like I mean, that. in terms of all like that, I I feel like that to me didn't feel like filling a quote. I felt like they were casting. Based oh on yeah, because that's
1: also what Miami looks yes. like. It's like everyone is like mixy. Exo- that's the allure of Miami. Everybody yeah. like kind of out there. But sex, that to me exotic. is like
2: excellent casting in the sense. Mm-hmm. That I felt like it was the personality, a product of the city itself too. So, anyways. Uh, maybe we should get into casting but
1: I these are real I honest don't bring Ramona she's not the only we just need someone who is if they're gonna be that vile they're a little bit more discreet about it Ramona's not like I'm not expecting perfect 50 plus year old rich white women to get it I'm definitely not I'm expecting most of them to be like Sonia and take a black person to their you know koi pond and be like look at all the fish that I have I love (laughs) color don't you see like I'm expecting that what I'm not expecting or do I not want to deal with is like hearing later that she said something like this. Yeah. And then like, the producer was a and the- fin- like, come on, like now I can't have fun with it. Like, no. Mo- and I wish that Bravo knew that, like, we just don't we know that these type of racism things will happen. Like we know that it will because your picker is off. Like their picker is like Vicky fucking Gumbleson. Like they're terrible at it. They go with the people who are eclectic and weird and ridiculous with even some money, maybe not. And then they just put all the eggs in that and hope for the best. And I'm like, well, you know, you're going to have some issues, but like, I didn't start watching Southern charm, like the first year, like of Charleston going, oh, these people are going to get me. Like I was very aware. This is probably going to be some of the most racist people in real life that I'll ever know. And then I will also watch this show because I'm not there. I'm not filming them where the issue comes in is when you throw uh, one or two in there and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you see it yeah and you have like a brandy tiffany moment on dallas where like i can't be myself because you're asian it's like yeah okay. no it's, ho- it's yeah
2: <laughs> i mean it's it's horrible for those who've been casted on it and to be like subjected to those types of things yeah, but also like, like the like lack Ray of acknowledgement i mean the only Brava show that i felt like has dealt with race in a realistic uh and actual like um what am i trying to say like a very, um, empathetic way with summer house. There was a conversation mm-hmm. with Sierra and Maya and the rest of the house. And I felt like it was a dialogue that was felt very genuine mm-hmm. and it felt like everyone in the room was actually listening versus getting defensive. Like we've seen on some of these other, most of the shows. shows. So oh. yeah, <laughs> where people are getting defensive and immediately you're like, I'm not a racist. And like, focus on that versus what the actual person of exactly. color is saying.
1: So I, I don't know. Oh that like Shabbat should have been a sell a sign right there that we need a break. Everybody needs to take a second, regroup, put this cast on ice, get a new cast and let's just see what happens. And then we could bring them all back. Who cares? Like, because it may not work. I mean, you get an overhaul like that in OC and it didn't really work. So it was like, they recorded their worst rated season show ever. Um, that was sad because we felt it really fell from grace. But what I want us to be mindful of is that when we push so hard for things that we used to love and we know that they have changed, we end up leaving out on a bad note. So then now New York can never go out on a high because we're just going to keep going down. Let go. You're right. we are right. And it it, makes me sad. And shoot it. It makes- OC used to be amazing. Like, I've been rewatching like up until like, when Tara first got then like this show used to be incredibly wild. And now I'm just like, I would literally rather, I have to set alarms to watch OC a
2: Oh no, I, I, I hate watch, watch it, it in the sense of like, it, we cover it for our podcast and I watch it, but honestly, if I wasn't so invested and this was like my little side job, I probably wouldn't um, commit to it at all. Really at all. Oh, I am yeah. excited by Tamara, so we'll see. There's hope. Yeah, we'll see. Vicky's we'll back see. too
1: because she follows Tamara everywhere. So okay. I think Vicky um,
2: should come back. You know what? If we're gonna take Dorinda I'm not there off, yet.
1: I can't do both at one time. You know
2: what though? Yes. But if we're gonna take Dorinda off pause, I don't
1: Vicky, think we should do
2: that either. I don't either, but if it's gonna happen and it really feels like it is based on how Dorinda's been making these appearances and all this shit, I feel like Vicky should be Off pause like that to me. So.
1: um oh yeah other breakups Ashley and Gollum Darby oh that was a breakup that I still don't know if I fully believe yet but I do feel I feel like I don't know if I believe it happened the way that people think it happened oh what do you think I think he dumped her I really do I think that he was like I she said I don't want to do threesomes anymore he was like well then I want something different or I want to revisit some things and i think that he is leaving her i think if she left him he would be a lot more vile about everything i think that the whole like him lying about the house thing and saying that he was going to be amicable is because he's thinking he can still have some control in her life but also get what he wants You, that man does not strike me as just generous and goes, you want to leave? Okay, but let me also make sure you can buy a house first. No, because when the realtor is like, hey, we got everything we need. You can buy a house right now. She goes, wait, he lied to me. I'm like, yes, girly, because he wants control still. But he also wants to do what the hell he wants, which is to not be filmed, not have to be around, protect himself. I think he meant he controlled the timeline. I think that he was like, I don't want to film. So let's say that we're, you know, splitting up now. And she's like, oh, yeah, we want to protect you. I want to protect the father of my kids. Because I think she cares that much about her family being protected. And I think that he, she was gung ho with it with the, whatever the plan was, because he was like, I will make sure you and the kids are okay. I'll get you a house. I won't Lenny hosh thing you and say, go find a new place to live. Like, so she was like thinking, oh, he's being generous, buying a house together. Like, this is all going to be fine. And then everybody thinks that like, I finally leveled up. And I just, I think that she is being blindsided a lot behind closed doors. I think that she is handling it with grace, but he's a golem. He's terrible. And I think that's what he did to her.
2: I, I mean, y'all just heard me clap. I mean, money. A plus analysis. I could not agree more. I have not dug that deep, honestly, Mm aside than just celebrating the fact that. Oh yes. It's a
1: big celebration.
2: Thank God. (laughs) Celebrating the fact that this hot ass woman has been with this wrinkly dick. Like I've just been celebrating. I think everyone nothing brings me more joy than when the bravo community can rejoice and agree on a topic and one of them was Ashley and ashley and michael breaking up but all the points you brought up i as much as i want to be like yes girl power darby barbie all this
1: shit you're right like i i honestly
2: feel like you're right
1: and it's like i don't even i'm not even mad about it because like one of I, i think i've mentioned it before but one of my best freedom moments is i was in a really bad abusive relationship like physically abusive relationship in high school and he dumped me and i could not be more grateful so glad thank you god like set me free baby like <laughs> i find that to be a version of protection because if you leave me there's just also zero room for me to be able to get back for you to be able to get back in here you know what i mean because women and men especially can sometimes heal at a very different pace like we grieve up front they usually grieve later so she could be in a great place by the time he realizes that he is out there on his own old and decrepit looking and has these young hot chippies don't really want to hang out with him the way he thinks they do because he's not as rich as people think he is you didn't hear that from me but you did
2: So get out before the cookie crumbles, honey. So hey girl, looks, if there's some,
1: if, if somebody doesn't want you in their life, baby, bye. Okay. It's, we're 2023. We're living our best lives. Okay. Like who cares? Bye. Okay. You don't appreciate me. Somebody else will, honey. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Have you seen our population control numbers? Go. Yes. You well, can find somebody she, else.
2: I mean, Ashley is fucking gorgeous and you can deserves, find anybody she deserved coochie cravings from someone else I mean which she got honest, temporarily. she
1: has you and Abby much to thank for her last coochie craving being filled will it be up for everything I hope to God now? I mean but who I knows. Knows, I don't trust Luke but honestly it's I been want the her most- to
2: get a little young fresh dick in her life and he's older than her it's like the crazy thing but still young I the wildest thing about that. so like I posted that in July randomly shared it again in september ashley slides into my dms and it's like who is this babe is he gay is he in a relationship i was like no i was like i just want you you to get some hot dick i was like i just want you to get some hot dick and really like my intentions and all this was just her
1: to get like a one-night stand and it be it like i I think most of us got a couple night stands i don't think they're going down any aisles anytime soon but like She got a few moments of something. I mean, she committed to like the sporting events. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, how many different sporting events are these two going to go on? From her kids, she got to fly out and have like a little grown sexy time. Like, I'm here for her getting her groove back. I love that. In fact, one of my new favorite down in the trenches shows has been um, like, got her groove or something like that, or in her groove. It's like hosted by Tay Diggs because, like, based on the uh, the movie Stella Got Her Groove Back, and it is three 40 plus year old women who are all so fine on hulu and they have a bunch of 20 something year old men who are like pining after them because they no i love kids. that movie it's- it is but like the show it's a show now. oh it's a show oh and my T-Diggs god is hosting it and it's a reality oh. show. it's like three bachelorettes who are over 40 they have like grown kids they've been married they've been divorced they have their life together their homes together they have careers they are fine I need and to all watch these young this. men are like obsessed with them some like w- between like 26 and like 35 like younger oh, than oh my them. god and I they're all in their it. 40s and I have realized I like 40 something bachelorettes oh yeah I, I mean, want them older was... yes no, they I... all like met each other in one room and we're just like you are so hot oh my god girl like you're so gorgeous I love that dress I was like oh my god we're not even catty oh my god girl power these three beautiful women are all like, I'm so secure in who I am. I don't need to tear another woman down, but I do want to tear down that man over there. And I'm like, yes, bitch, get oh it. Oh my God. I it's need to watch so this. good.
2: And it's hosted I, by Kay It's like funny. It's great. I need to watch this. So, but Ashley, of it all, I think her and Luke, um, we posted on Real Moms. I'm pretty sure they're done. Bye. Um, New Year's Eve. Good things. Yeah. New Year's Eve will come, like truly put the nail in the coffin for me. I, but. I don't know I think they're I, based on what I know I think uh that ship has sailed but it was fun while
1: it's lasted and was fun it was cool that y'all manifested something that actually like it, it was crazy us all us I was wanted boom. was
2: you know what I'm gonna keep it real with y'all I all I wanted though then the last long enough so I can get on and watch what happens live
1: <laughs> relatable understood Completely. I mean I was like damn it <laughs> you guys that lasted right
2: like, Another month, maybe two. Just
1: one, but like then they were like, we're fully holiday season, and that is a lot of pressure. And now Winter like
2: House it. is done, and he doesn't have any other shows. So bye,
1: that's fine. She does; she's still popping. We love that for her. Speaking of Summer House and some some makeups, breakups, and hookups, Lindsay and Carl got engaged. They started dating. They announced that they were dating at the beginning of this year, and it was like a big thing. It was like, yes, I am dating, and we were like, oh my god! And then they got engaged. This year and we love a man who can apply to a grown-up timeline like was Lindsay's timelines ridiculous yes but that also doesn't mean that you have a blank check on patience from a grown-ass woman who knows what she wants and you should know what you want and like i like that there was a sense of urgency of like oh i made a good decision i'm deciding that this is the person for me and i I could let's do this so let's let's keep going and she got what she wanted like love them or hate them love each of them individually or hate them individually I am glad that she and him because we've seen their friendship over the years and we've seen them kind of like try to date like we've seen that there has been a chemistry for so long that it's nice that we don't have to question like are you are you sure because nothing was worse then watching the many contentious seasons of Colin and Amanda. And then when we know they got married then watching the whole season leading up to it and being like, Oh my God, like I'm happy I mean, with them, but Oh my God. Never forget the finger
2: banging season. Like if you can recover the from best. that and then end up engaged, like I'm here for, her. I think what I love, I mean, I'm a Lindsay apologist. I talk about this all the time, but I, I actually really like her. I, I do like that. This feels like in reality TV terms, like a realistic approach to a relationship. Yes. Um, Carl has the most transformational uh, progression of any male Honey. on TV. Like from Whoa. season one to now, it's crazy how big of a fuckboy he was to now, yes. like a very mature adult. Kyle could learn a thing or two. Just oh my it. God. So I just kind of like that there are two friends. I love any relationship that has a foundation in friendship. And I wish them the best. The only thing that gives me pause. And I say this with someone who does love Lindsay is the fact that no one in the cast and the whole Danielle Lindsay of it all like no one congratulated them, and that's always a little weird to me.
1: What I will say is I find while I like Lindsay and I even like Carl that show most of those people could be in healthier places in their lives they could and the show is not the show without some kind of drama Lindsay is probably her original the original first couple casts where Lindsay was kind of like at a center like and then she was kind of like a queen bee involved has shifted now these younger like baby millennials are like so liked and everything and they're like a little clique and Lindsay's kind of on the outskirts so it's just like oh So I didn't expect much because I also expect that she's grown out of this crowd. Like I expect that a few of them could move on, but are holding on. And that is where, you know, you feel that, that disconnect happening. Like, I think Kyle has definitely outgrown this show and needs to go grow up somewhere else. But Amanda is still such a central, like an integral part of like that little clip, like that. It's like. It it just feels like, you know, the dorm mother or like the the RA is like engaged and you're like, oh, like we're friendly. But no, like I mean you're not I, my girl across the hall that I, like, I go kick it with and watch Scandal on Thursdays, you know, with Chinese food. You know what's kicking <laughs> it with Lindsay to go watch go watch Scandal and eat Chinese food. And one Olivia Pope
2: my glasses. Um yeah. I, you know, it's funny that you say all this because I've had several discussions with many people of like what summer house needs to evolve to because it does feel like so many people are aging out. Um, and not to say that you can't still have a good time and all that stuff, but I've always said it needs to just pivot to being like some version of what was once upon a time on MTV, the Hills or the city and just focus on their lives in New York. And it's like housewives without housewives. Like, I think that can happen. I think it's realistic. I think you could
1: like grow and just focus on their lives in the city. Yeah. I think I that we would could definitely transition it to something like they're now a little bit even more career obsessed, even though that they don't have to, like, they're not grinding as hard as they were when we first started, but like now they're in a steady or stable place and we could totally see like them transition from the way they used to party to the way that they probably party now. Like they still party and have fun. But like, cause my mama is over 50. My mama is like 60 years old. I think, I don't remember. Like she, does, she looks like she's 40. So no one knows, but she throws damn I'm oh, in my the mom. At like 8 30 9 o'clock I like to watch the golden girls and go to sleep my mom's like oh my god you haven't tried to um the cone yet yeah. my mom this is behind a patreon wall for a while so she still might kill me because I will put this out my mom left my wedding more than one time to go and hotbox a car oh <laughs> with I love it friends of a particular age I fucking love it you know what, Uh, go on. I was like, I was literally at one point where is my mom? And then my dad wanted to go look for her. She's like, she's coming back.
2: No, I think it's amazing. My parents party hard too. Like my dad, like I was just in Mexico with them and literally took more shots of tequila than I could take. Did you know it's called
1: Mexican water? Uh, Don't ask for water at the Mexican resorts, people. Oh no, I believe that. I believe it. But truly
2: like, they party hard and I like embrace it. So it's possible is what we're saying is that mm-hmm. you can still have fun and grow up. I mean, I love to have a good time. We see it in the housewives. That's one of the reasons that-
1: why we liked New York. Why yes. we put up with it for so long is because when they go places like the Hamptons and there's vibrators in the chicken and they're throwing tiki torches, it is what my mom loved that episode. It's the only episode that she's ever watched from start to finish. It's and hilarious. howled the whole time. It is. She absurd. saw a representation of herself. Even though she is a Black woman and not a rich white woman from Manhattan, she was like, these are women of my age group who are getting lit. And it's so fun to watch. And I was like, this is, it's good to see that, like, you don't ever have to give it up, baby, okay? No, so I think it can evolve.
2: And they can have their trip still to the
1: Hamptons
2: because yes. they always have a
1: trip. They can always so, come and visit too. Like they're still friends and stuff with the cast. I just would like yeah. to see them now not need to go all the way to the Hamptons to play yes, and Street just spend or, the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like just no. go stay in New York because y'all can afford it. Get lit. Have your nice parties and cocktails. Like have a cool life. I want to see them having a cool life. Like we have not had a show like that in a long time. No, I agree. Go Ed cast the last time I can remember was like blood sweat and heels where it was like a bunch of people having a good time like they were rich in the city and they were out partying having fun having careers like having meetings on Wednesday but going out Thursday and having a gallery open and getting drunk like that was really fun and I would actually like to see that as a co-ed situation that would be really yes
2: I think it would work I mean I think we see some of that obviously completely different because of um, the culture aspect of all but Shaw's um, in some way yeah. it like a co-ed cast, but I think it could work. I am, I'm here for it. And I still think they could get away with still doing like a winter house because that is just like a vacation. Which I love. Uh, I just I you started. know. So that. I think it could still work. So I don't know. I think so
1: too. And if this, there's a Bravo exact subscribed. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little grown up grown up action. I want to see that. I really enjoy it. I love you know. I love hanging out with my mom now. She just popped up on me yesterday, and I was like, okay, girl. Well, I guess. She was like, hi. Like, joke, Karen, <laughs> like I'm like, surprise. Yeah, she literally was just like, surprise, I'm here. And I was like, okay. And I love hanging out with her now because she is so fun that I'm like, yeah, we can, I could can watch that because it reminds me of like, oh, my mom is like, that's amazing. I want, like, I hope my girls feel like that about me. I think. As long as like the way you manifest it now, I think so. Like all okay. I remember my mom was never a perfect mom and she definitely admits that she's done so much growing in her life and in therapy and things like that. And that is really surprised me that it's like, I am so much closer to her now than I ever have been. And I was very close to my mom growing up. But like, I have all the best memories of like, tea parties and going to like the hotel because there were things that I wanted to do that she introduced me to that I liked and she like you know we do them together and having so many mommy daughter dates that like now when she says to me hey you want to go get lunch I am absolutely agreeing because you're gonna pay for it, and oh my these, god, that's so much fun! And we so get much. cocktails together, and we like have uh, we go to brunch regularly. Like, me and my mom, we go get our haircut at the same place, she pays for that too. And, <laughs> and, I and love then we go to brunch that. around the corner and get mocha, um, um, a martini, uh, espresso martinis. Ooh. And yeah she loves a mocha, she turned me on to them, and now we both drink them. She goes, Y'all yeah, have another, you want another one? I'm like, Yes, I
2: and- love that. I, and you know, it's funny. I was just Fine. talking to my husband about this. I was like, I was like, not that I want to rush time. Cause my kids are five and two, but I was like, I look forward to the day when they're in their twenties and like, we can go on vacation together and like drink yeah. together and they can leave us alone and we give them their adult time yep. and
1: my mom and I and her <laughs> boyfriend and my now wife hey um we all got a cabin together for Christmas and it was the most fun I've ever had in my life oh
2: my god like and now we want to go
1: to Mexico together next year where we, we go to the same resort that we went on our honeymoon we want to take them and like we felt like we love hanging out with my mom like it's we go to her house as a vacation we're like I'm going to my mommy's house I want to be with my Aww. mom like everyone knows that about me look like, we're tightest so thick thickest these and she loves loves, loves Maya sometimes more than me. Um, oh, I think it's crazy to say, but it's like, my mom will say things like, I don't love her more than you money. I love you both equally. And I'm like, okay, but see one of us you birthed. You see No, my mom loves my husband more than me. Okay. Like so 100%. You get it. No, She's I get like, it. I, I think. Don't rush, Dr. Man. She's working. She's working. I'm like, okay, but like,
2: what about me? And she's like, no, oh, yeah, me. no. My mom loves my husband way more. Like, and yeah. like, constantly is telling me how blessed I am to have him. And yes, all shit. she's like,
1: look that Bullshit. Woman, you. Know, talk to her later. Like, no, don't ask her. Don't ask her that. I'm like, don't tell me how to be in my marriage. I'm also like, bitch, he's happy. He's looking to have me. Okay, <laughs> not I'm a catch. Yeah. I'm adorable. What? Yes, lucky, uh, speaking of which, have each other. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there I am, the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, there was a lot of things that happened this year. A lot of headlines that took place. A lot of shows watched. It was a... Interesting year of deaths and things and, you know, come ups and successes and failures that there was just so much that we couldn't even mention them all. But what I want to do is ask before you leave, what other shows this year have caught your eye? What did you watch? We're We're deep diving lately into other things that keep our attention because we know that Bravo can be stressful. It's a problematic faith, but we sometimes need our reprieve. So, what do we do when we have people who are like, I just couldn't watch it this season? Like, okay, so maybe don't give up, but maybe have a nice palate cleanser, a little chaser. Are so you what talking you about into?
2: something Bravo specific or outside of Bravo?
1: Outside of Bravo. Like, what other shows were you like, this is it? This is something the girl should be watching.
2: I love, okay, I have a couple different shows. I love um, White Lotus season two. I feel like that's cliche, mm-hmm. but White Lotus season two was, if it's like Housewives adjacent in the sense of a scripted yeah. show of all the craziness that happens. Um, so I fucking love that. I love Hacks also semi housewives adjacent in terms of like the craziness and a rich white woman just being delusional. Um, so if that's your thing, you would love hacks. Um, I'm trying to think of like, What else? Those are like the top two that are coming to my mind.
1: I mean, everyone loves Emily in Paris. I watched that, but that was was like a guilty pleasure. Like it's on, it was on while I was wrapping gifts. Like it's not something that I can, I need to sink my teeth into. Yeah. that's That's what I watch. Why a lot of people do like it is because it's just like mindless, guilty pleasure. Like it's just there. It's like a little, too, it's very mindless, but afterwards it's I'm like, why
2: did I watch this? Yeah,
1: it is very corny to me, but that's. Like, oh my God. It's so corny. You some deep thinking in like Miami, like you can't, like that's a palate cleanser. After you watch Lenny throw this woman out. Oh, then yeah. Go watch Emily in Paris. You'll feel better.
2: <laughs> um, those are like the top ones that, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing something because I get FOMO really bad and I have to watch okay, the same. shows that everyone's talking about. Um, well, how about you?
1: This year I did a lot of like the love shows, like Love is Blind. I like the first season still better than all the other ones. I agree with that. um, And that was good. Too Hot to Handle actually, I think got better over time. I love the idea of that show. Have you watched Yeah, no, I love, I mean, season one. Since season one, they had me, man. I was like, this is a crazy ass concept, okay? No, it's but it's great. I love Island I got into this
2: year, actually. I
1: loved it. I love things that are still opulent, wealthy. I watched all the Bling Empires and the Selling Sunsets. I watched even OC Selling Sunset, which was absolutely terrible. And it's not that Selling Sunset Beverly Hills was that great. It's just that the bar was already like low. And then OC was like, just not interesting. Like, and that was kind of wild, but I still watched it. I love seeing big houses that I know they're not selling. And that was really fun. Um, I watched other things like- um, The
2: Kardashians, you
1: seem I to be into. The it. Kardashians. You that. I ended up loving it way more than their show on E. I think it's much better because it shows a lot more of the complexity of even our own dislike of them. Like, if you do not like one of them, there's so much more there to unpack that you're like... There were moments when Kim, like, took her daughter north. Like, she does a trip with each kid because she travels a lot and it makes sense. And she took her daughter to uh Fashion Week when they were in Europe so she could be in the once acclaimed and now very disturbing Balenciaga campaign. Which is probably why it took her so long to say something because it was the finale of that season. So, oh like and it came out around the same time but she took her daughter to the show and the point of it was like she would not stop talking about how special it was to her to have her daughter there with her to have three generations because Chris was there to have her you know her aunt Cece there like her cousin Cece like it was just so special to her that I was like wait do you actually sound like a mom like you she sounded like my mother when my mom brings me to work like as a kid, it's like, it's just so special. She couldn't stop talking about it. She couldn't stop selling stories about it. She was like, you know, North, when you you were conceived, like, right. Do you know that when I was young, like I just found a new likability to her because it was something that felt authentic. Like it was like more, oh, you are just a mom too. Like everything else we cannot like you. It's like a Jennifer Aiden type of moment for me. We're like in the world, huh stress in solo areas okay you have a heart like the lawyer thing and and all that but then like oh you can't help it you're just a mom like you're just a cute woman who loves her kids and you actually are just more normal than even you know (laughs) like
2: him has always been my favorite i don't watch the show because i just i i have to have like a cap on my
1: kardashian um, I stuff, will say that but... the old years definitely tired us out because I have told a lot of people, I'm like, yeah, it definitely expired me on them. But this show is just so much better because of the documentary style that they filmed it in. They even the, the camera people don't care if they come off unlikable because it's what's really happening in that moment. You're yeah. likable. So it's been better to be like, oh, no, I I've
2: heard, this heard this that. I, but Kim's always been my favorite. I think Kim has always been, she's like a very interesting person. I mean, extremely vapid, but like you said, a mother. Also, like, I think a smart business woman. Yes, yeah, she you get up a
1: little harder up and fight. Get up and, f- get up and fucking ridiculous. work. I always said I wasn't offended because she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to yeah. me. So, <laughs> so I can't be offended if it doesn't apply to me. The shoe does not fit over here, baby. So no, no, I don't no, know no. who she was talking to, but even like a moment like that, they in the same episode, like they filmed for like months and months and then all of the same content just kind of makes it into one episode. So it's like, even that moment, we see them going to that shoot, going to that interview. And then the way that each woman even handles the backlash that Kim got, I was like, this is why Chloe and I have a very contentious relationship and I don't like her. This is why Courtney doesn't have a clue. And Kim's response though, to her own thing was different than both of them being like, I kind of probably dropped the ball there. And I probably shouldn't have said that because I wasn't trying to say this, but I was trying to say that, but it doesn't matter because it came off so fucking stupid and vapid. And I'm like, that's all we wanted. But Chloe's like, they're always going to come after us. And they hate us so much. And I'm like, you're not a victim. It's very EJ to me. Like, you're not a victim. You're just not. No, I mean, I think there's
2: so much of a level of delusion too. That's so what much.
1: always makes the
2: Kardashians also. Chris better. is a
1: little bit of a sorcerer, and I like watching. I myself. love Chris. I'm like because like Kim talked the whole thing was documented about that dress that she like kind of stretched out and everything like that from start to finish when they would not let her have it and the entire time even I was like this is Ripley's believe it or not this is not the freaking lose like relax but I was like okay they told Kim no, in every way of the word I'm like oh so this girl's just not gonna get it but Chris even Kim was like I have no idea how Chris pulled this off I am gobsmacked like Kim would not let anyone in the same room as the dress it was wild you could tell she took advantage very serious no
2: it's, I saw some clips of her and it was it's like really like, crazy she, but she turned into like sorcerer. a like what you would expect a celebrity to be like she acted
1: very much like a diva and like, yes all she of She Mariah carrying it but because it wasn't her stuff like it was something that she took really a lot of pride in and I, I, I admire that she has some things that she's proud of you know and that she takes seriously everything's not handed to her and to me I'm just like y'all should all be so grateful because she is working so hard for y'all to have this life I paid for your lives. <laughs> it's true. And it's so true. You have a real moment. I do I, love Chris. I paid for your lives. Yes, up and dance for me, little bitches. love oh, she should say that. I, you
2: I really would fucking should. love if she should. But Chris, I need the one episode I want to watch is when Chris got stoned. It was hilarious. I've heard that. And I need to watch that episode. I've got to be able
1: So like, are you okay, girl? Is she just, Chris doesn't do it. But it was also more authentic than the episode of like the old Keeping Up the Kardashians when MJ got stoned. And it was like such a big plot point that it was like, yes, me, I've never done it before. And Chris didn't know, but let me take out a bag of gummies that I have. That's just not how people get stoned. I just, that's not how it works. So Chris being like, wait, you have a gummy? Okay, And she took it and trying to order food. Crazy. I have just never seen anything like it. It was hilarious. And I just thought that this season was actually quite real. It was really good. And it was fun to see in a lot of ways. Even Courtney be like, I don't give a fuck about Scott anymore. Stop throwing him in my face. Oh. I'm like tempted to watch, but I'm still not gonna watch. But <clears throat> I'm glad. If you like a playlist, like if you have to watch one of you are curious, watch this one. I want to watch the one where she's stoned. That's yes. honestly
2: the one I want. I would say but that's a
1: top two. That one and when they all found out about Tristan because it was while they were filming, but they tried to hide oh, it the cameras and the cameras were like, we will still find it. Like, yeah. You can't do
2: that. Like it's still, you can't hide.
1: You can't hide your mics. And so that was a really good one. But overall, those are the shows that, you know, have been giving us, you know, joy outside of Bravo. You got your one-offs on Netflix and stuff. So whatever gives you joy, people, and lets you keep watching, do that. But overall, have a wonderful new year, everyone. Can't wait to see what Bravo brings into the new year, what these ridiculous celebrities will do in the new year. We might get a couple more weddings, like Megan Fox and MGK or something like that. Or I don't know, but it'll be, very fun to see where we go just be kind to us 2023 any new year's resolutions that you have vanessa that you're uh, like i won't keep I up can- with this but hopefully i do
2: i mean i think everyone's always like eat healthier spend less time on my phone which is hard with the stuff that we do because you know what we're say, on I our don't phone. Even ask myself. That I, I don't know i mean i think i don't know resolutions are kind of like i feel like you set yourself up for failure because you have like high hopes yes. of stuff Yes. I don't know. I think like continuing to manifest the things you want for yourself. I think like whatever that is, whether that is being healthier or certain level of success in your career or whatever. I, I'm a firm believer in putting things out in the universe and hoping it gives back to you. So,
1: yes. Also Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO. I've oh, that's a good that one. A lot, and I watched that and I watched Euphoria. Like all those things are really good. I am a little mad at Mindy Kayla right now. And my new year's resolution is that y'all will stop glorifying the Ozempic diet because as someone Yes, who's medic, I am saying. Who is sane. on Ozempic. Yeah, no, it's obvious. My prescription is backordered eight weeks. And if you have insurance, they only give it to you for a month worth of doses so people who use it like my mom and myself we're spreading out doses so our blood sugar is getting fucked up because we can't get anymore no it's, 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 back-ordered. Like, so it's like it's back ordered i have like bullshit manjaro that. zempic like all of that i and yeah what's worse is that because it's all of those i can't even switch i am in the same position all around so let's not glorify that let's let people use the medicine that it was intended for who need it that would be great That'd be great. So that's my hope for all of you. Um, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, y'all. Stay home, go outside. I don't really care anymore, but do whatever is works for you. And, you know, be kind to yourselves and not like in an Ellen way, like in a real way. Be kind to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here, Vanessa. You can listen to her and Abby shake it up all the time and talk all your bravo recaps. They literally were featured in Apple podcasts. It's like, you need to be listening to this. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, you're featured in it. It's like Danny Pellegrino, Juicy Scoop, y'all, and like a couple other people. I knew that because someone told me that I was there for Bravo Con recaps. I was like, I didn't even go. But they were I, I was in a the feature. They've been doing that lately. It was like, oh, if you listen to recap podcasts, listen to these. And I saw Real Moms. I was like, oh, Hi. Hi. Hi, well, girl. no, thank
2: you. Yeah, you can listen to us at Real Moms Bravo. Um, And then follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And Moni, like I, my one of my favorite internet friends turned real life friends. Um, I can't say enough beautiful things about this beautiful soul. So thank you so much to you, listening to supporting her because
1: she is worth it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for making this a really cool new job for me. And I really am appreciative of it and you following me here. So yeah, subscribe, tell a friend, do all of that. The finales will continue to air on my regular podcast feed um, through the early part of 2020 and then a uh, 2023, Jesus. And then we are here exclusively. So thank you for being here
0: and have a safe New Year's, everyone. Bye.